Trek Geeks is proud to have Fansets as our presenting sponsor. Fansets is the place for amazing pin collectibles with over 400 officially licensed Star Trek pins and new releases every month. Stay tuned for a special discount code good on your next order at fansets.com. Fansets. Our pins have character. Hi, this is John Billingsley, Dr. Phil Flox from Star Trek Enterprise. Now, I'm reading something that was written for me, and I think they could have done better. So this is not me. This is them. My prescription for you is a healthy dose of the Track Geeks podcast starring Dan Davidson and Bill. He could have done better, Smith. It truly is the best medicine. Oh, come on, boys. And here's how they close it. Doctor's orders. Shame, tisk tisk. For the record, that was Dan Davidson that wrote that. That was me. <laughs> wow. Well, that's uh, even you know better because now it's forever blamed on Bill. That's forever blamed on Bill. There Thank you, you Mr. Bacula. There you go. Ooh, <laughs> wow. All right. All right. Time Travel Division to Podfleet Command. It's the biggest little show this side of the Alpha Quadrant and the flagship of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Greetings to you, Trekkies, Trekkers, Trek fans, and Trek Geeks alike, and welcome to the Trek Geeks Podcast. I'm your co-host, Bill Smith. Thank you so much for being here with us. This is episode number 306. Wow. You know, wow. it's amazing that people still listen um, because the the timbre of my co-host's voice usually drives people to want to puncture their own eardrums. He's the largely deafening Dan Davidson, and Dan, um, I'm amazed that people still want to listen to you. I'm amazed that I still want to listen to me when it comes right down to it. Um, but thank you, I guess. That's. I mean, you're not going to get a better introduction <laughs> on this podcast. I, I, not on this podcast. Uh, but uh, it's great to be here, as always, man. Yeah, 306. My goodness. It's taken a long time to get here, especially lately, but at least we're here. 306 <laughs> is good. Uh, and it's good to have everyone here listening. Uh, we're glad you're listening to us, and we hope that we uh, have a fun show for you here this week. Well, I think so, because um, most of the show has already happened. Um, <laughs> yeah. As you, as you know, in, in Las Vegas during, uh, during the annual convention... We had our first ever live podcast before an audience in Sin City. It was and, uh, uh, pretty it was awesome. a Millennium Fandom, and it was a great time. Uh, you, me, some guests, but we have the audio from that live podcast this week. Yeah, finally, it took us a little time. You know, things get in the way, uh, and and you know, we had a we had a great conversation last time uh, regarding the, the the strike and what uh, a lot of folks are doing. But uh, it's time to to drop that conversation that we had with three wonderful guests uh, in Vegas, and that would be Bonnie Gordon, 
John Billingsley, our dear friend, and our new dear friend, Michelle Hurd. Now, let me say Bonnie Gordon's a dear friend. I didn't say that right away. They're all great friends now. Uh, we loved talking to them. We loved having them there. Uh, it was a fun night at the Fan Geeks party. And uh, yeah, first live recording. Uh, I was a little nervous, I got to admit. You know, normally that stuff like that doesn't doesn't phase me, but I was a little nervous before we started. But uh, as usual, things went off wonderfully and we had a great conversation. Despite the fact that you were there. Despite the fact that I was there, yes, we had strip teases going on. No, uh, one singular one, strip tease. Strip tease, yeah, and it's it's burned in my retina forever. Um, and of course, we actually couldn't talk about Star Trek. But even with that being said, we had an absolute fantastic time with three wonderful people. Yeah, originally when we planned this, you know, we had planned to talk about Star Trek all night long. Yeah, um, and then of course the strike for SAG-AFTRA and WGA, you know, both occurred. Um, and that really kind of changed what we could talk about. So we kind of adapted as best we could. We were so lucky that, uh, Michelle heard from unnamed space show with old, you know, English guy was able to, to show up and, and just be such a, a wonderful and articulate and bright and, you mm-hmm. know, beaming, you know, positive person. Right. And uh, it really was, uh, it really made a difference because it's kind of hard to not talk about Star Trek in a room full of people who love Star Trek. It really is. And I also got to give her just all the credit in the world because she was really the main factor in even getting the convention in Vegas to happen. She worked very hard um, with the folks at SAG to make sure that they could still all, you know, go out to Vegas and 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 be with the fans and and have conversations even though they couldn't talk about specifics um and i I thank her very much for for putting in that extra work she was exhausted she was telling me that she had you know hadn't slept in a couple days at one point um but uh she got it done and we had a great time out there with her and with uh, bonnie and john as well we absolutely did so we have that audio coming up for you next but first dan Mm. let's do a little business with america america I was thinking more like match game. Let's start doing the $10,000 pyramid sometime. No, I was never a big fan of that. Well, of course, now that's hosted by Michael Strahan, and he was a New York giant, and I have no use for it. Oh, I'm never going to do that again. Sorry. Dan, as always, we want to take this moment to thank our friends at Fansets for being the presenting sponsor of Trek Geeks. Yeah, indeed we do, man. You know, it's been several weeks since our reunion in Vegas, and that means that all those great new releases at their booth are now starting to show up on their website. So head on over to Fansets.com right now to add these latest releases. From the universe of Trek, it's two awesome first officers, Mr. Spock from the original series and Will Riker from The Next Generation. Uh, And speaking of TNG, you can also pick up the TNG Mini Delta, as well as the new set of 24th century rank pips. And the hard-to-find and always-loved Vegas poker chip is now available, and this year was just absolutely awesome. It's the Quark Anti-Up poker chip, and it's also available right now at fansets.com. So get on over to fansets.com right now. Get all those great new releases from Vegas. And then, of course, at checkout, be sure to enter the special discount code TREKGEEKS for 10% off your entire order. That's TREKGEEKS in all capital letters with no spaces. And, of course, 
Don't forget, when you spend more than $30, you will automatically get free shipping in the United States. Fansets. Our pins have character. And we thank our friends at Fansets for being the presenting sponsor of Trek Geeks. Right, let's get this going. Everybody, thank you so much and welcome to Trek Geeks Live here in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Thank you so much. I would say I'm excited to have my co-host here with me, but let's be honest, I'm never excited never. to have my co-host oh, never. here with me. He's uh, probably the world's worst travel partner. He's the annoying and snoring Dan Davidson. I cr- thank you. I cry in my sleep. I cry whenever I'm next to my podcast partner, but everybody knows why. That's right. We are here for a fantastic discussion with three amazing people. Who work on an unnamed science fiction Exactly. Thing. Absolutely. <laughs> or so we've been told, because we have no evidence of this. Know. You could technically say mine. That's right. That's we true. do have Bonnie Gordon from Star Trek Prodigy. Yes. And some people who do some acting. The wonderful and amazing Michelle Hurd. And the mostly tolerable John Billingsley. I think having Mr. Bigglesworth here is one of the best things about this entire evening. So Agreed. thank you for being here, John. Agreed. I don't have a microphone. Oh. <laughs> here we go. There he is. I think we've just discovered the biggest mistake of the night. <laughs> so first things first. Thank you guys so much for being here. We know that it's been a very stressful and interesting time. So I guess, Michelle, the first thing I would like to ask you, if you could, is give us an update. I've been watching you on the East Coast, all of your interviews, the passion and determination that you have for you and all your folks, and as well as John and everybody. No, no, no. I'm wondering if we might ask the people who want to not listen yes. to go in the other yeah, room. Let's, yeah, let's also, yeah, let's do that. Anybody who's in this room who is... Um, who, who hey, wants God, to really yeah. pay attention to the interview, that's great. If anybody's going to be uh, talking and, and having conversations okay. in this room, we would ask that you go out into the bar area so that everybody can actually hear what's going on. That's thank basically you a so, nice so way much. of going, shh, everybody yeah, shh. Everybody shh. shh. Mama Michelle staying quiet. It's so, so quiet. Shh. Dan Davidson's working here, folks. Thank you, John Billingsley. You're welcome, John Billingsley. Thank you, John Billingsley. Thank you so much, John. Thank you, John Billings and Accounting. Yes. (laughs) So, yeah, Michelle, um, what can you give us on an update on how things are and uh, all that fun stuff, if you want to call it fun stuff, which it really is? I know. Is it fun stuff? I don't don't know. I'm not even sure. I I, I don't know where I'm coming and going at this point. Shh. (laughs) So uh, the one thing I'm really happy about is that we were able to carve away for us to do what we're doing right now. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Yes. Michelle was behind thank a you, lot Michelle. of that. So this con is happening because you fought to have these mm-hmm. loopholes. And thank you, Michelle. Yeah. Because, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I want everybody to know we all appreciate you so much. And that's why we wanted to do this. And the fact that you guys are going to let us um, shift our focus and celebrate the actor um, is uh, so special and appreciate it, appreciated here. 
Um, you know, we, we need to let those people over there know that without the actors, without the writers, the stories don't get told. And storytelling has been around for centuries. This is how we connect. This is how we find humanity within each other. Doesn't matter where you're from, what you like, what you look like. Art is the bond that keeps us united. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, I'm so glad that we were able to do that. Um, it's, this is a really challenging uh, a contract and time. Um, I feel that this industry, my industry, is a microcosm of what's happening in the world. The divide between the haves and mm -hmm. haves not is getting so insane right now that uh, something has to change. Yes. And um, you know what? If the uh, actors, the artists are the ones who are going to have to stand up, step up, show up, and, and start the ball moving, then so be it. We will do that. And that's what we've been doing. And um, we've had, yeah. Nice. The, the writers, you know, our, our phenomenal WGA, which is 11,500 strong, have been on strike for three months. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. three months without working, you guys. Three months without working. And that really hurts. Um, today, Friday, the AMPTP has sat down at the table with the WGA to talk. Uh, and I, I have to say, I, I think that's because of all the publicity that has happened. And yeah. they didn't get some good publicity. They had some bad publicity. Um, but the eyes of the world are on this. I mean, it's kind of crazy, right? Because, you know, this is our little acting industry. But the world because sees this because this is the labor issue. Right, it's about right. working class people. Shh. Shh. There's a super cool room next door if you guys want to talk. <laughs> um, but this is, you know, the whole world is experiencing this right now. Yeah, right. There is such a divide. I was just saying to my friends that we, you know, back in the day, we would say millions and millions, right? Ten years ago, say. Now we say billions and billions. What's going to happen in ten years? We're going to talk about trillions and right. trillions? Yeah. We're, in my union, 160,000 strong singers, voiceover artists, um, uh, dancers, uh, background, uh, background artists, principals, stunts, 160,000 people. 87% of that 160,000 are not able to qualify for health insurance, which is 26,000 a year. You have to wow. make 26,000 in a year to make our insurance. 87% of our 160,000 strong don't qualify for that. 98% of that 160,000 strong bl work below minimum, meaning we're basically making less than 12 hours, uh, $12 a, a, a day. When I try to explain what the, um, you know, all the people that it impacts, people always bring up, well, aren't there million, multi-million dollar stars and all that stuff? That's again, the one to 2%, right? One to 2%. Yeah. And people can't quite get that. So I, I, I explain it this way. You know the TV shows that everybody likes to watch? All, all the TV shows. Yes. Any TV show. Mm -hmm. it does every single TV show on linear television, on streamings, all that stuff. And you see those actors. You see those actors that, oh, there's that guy on that show. There's that curly-haired girl on that show. You may not know my name, but you know my face. You've seen us. You've seen us on everything. <laughs> Child molester. <laughs> He's one of them. And I probably arrested you, you know what I mean? <laughs> but those, those actors, the people that you see on every show, they are working class actors. I could do two, three, four guest spots on those fabulous shows that you like, the big ones. 
because I'm forced to take a minimum that the AMPTP has, in, uh, has introduced. It's a term called top of show. Yep. You know top of show is not in our contracts. You know that. SAG-AFTRA does not have t- top of show in their contracts. It's I, a, I it's remember a, breaking top of show. You, breaking top of show. A long time ago. So they, they will force you to take this minimum. So I could do three or four guest spots in one year, and I still don't qualify for my, li- my health insurance, meaning wow. I'm still making under 26000 so this is what, and these are the same people who have who put a proposal across our table <laughs> about AI. Yes, this yes. is the proposal they yeah. put out. Important topic. Hey, you guys. Up, folks. Important topic. You're all going to want to hear this one because yeah. this doesn't just affect the um, acting industry. <laughs> about artificial intelligence, AI. Right. The proposal that they brought across the table was that they had the right to, when you're a background artist. You get scanned for your one day of work. Your one day of work, which is less than $200, 187 150 Less than $200 for one day. They will scan my person, create an avatar of me, and they are allowed to keep my avatar in their libraries in perpetuity yep. forever and ever, and I will never get one penny. No. Wow. No. No. If I can can jump on that too, as a voiceover actor, there is a website where someone can go on and type in anything they want me to say as Rainbow Mika from Street Fighter, which is a character that I voiced years ago. I can't do anything about it. They can make me say anything. It is my voice. It's your voice. It's you. And it's a a company overseas. I've tried to get a lawyer. They, They can't do anything. And and this is just one step. They're they're using that because it's a. Street Fighters is like a Japanese property right. and Capcom and it's non-union, whatever. It's a, it was a long time ago. But that's just the start of what they can do. It, our voices, our faces, no, we don't own ourselves anymore if this continues. That's right. That's right. And the fact that someone can use my voice and, and make me say anything I want and make it come from me and make it in a character that I've created... It's something that I would never believe in. Make me say something terrible about yes, people. That's right. Um, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. against. That's right. I, against. They could put her in anything. I love anything. They, they, they could make me say anything. anything. Yeah. And I can't. How would I? Fi- how could I prove that that that's wasn't right. me? Well, it's, you know, that, that's what they're doing. The, the um, AI for uh, writing, like they could literally do because of the properties. You know, public property, so to speak. So like all of Oliver Stone stuff is out there, or you know, Spike Lee's or mm-hmm. whatever. Yep. So they could literally say, you know, um, uh, you know. Five people sitting at a table in a in a bar, um, and the lights go out. Uh, put that in a program. Spit out a script in the tone of uh, Oliver Stone, and a full fledged script will come yeah. out. Yeah. Exact in Oliver Stone's, yeah. uh, um, you know, tone. Right. This is this is technology we have right now. And th- that's what I was going to say. That's the scariest part of this yeah. whole thing. This is just the beginning of this technology. It's just really started to take off. That's right. And if you look at what could happen in the next decade. And how it could have, like, like you said, not just the entertainment industry. Just it's already happening in other industries as well. That's and it's right. very scary that, let's be, let's be frank, they're taking advantage of situations it, like we've never seen before. Well, it's, it's piracy. I mean, they don't want us to pirate content, but they are pirating, know, pirating talent. That's exactly they are, right. Are, are, are pirating the very thing that they are going to make money off yeah. of. And that's disgusting, honestly. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because it's sort of like, when, you know, we, um, you think about Prince, right? Yeah. Prince, Prince had to... Re- 
he yes. couldn't even get his name back. You know, he right. had to c- yep. create a, a symbol. Mm-hmm. What they ha- what happened in the music industry has happened and is still you know still happens to some effect, is literally just like a, a little sh- uh, preview of what's happening in our in right. the world at this point. What were you gonna say? Oh, well, I just also wanted to talk about the aesthetic point of view, <laughs> which is that while it is true that AI might be able to turn out a script that mimics Oliver Stone. It is an act of mimicry. That's and it right. is not yes. it is That's not right. a it's creative right. act. That's right. That's right. You know, and I think it's really important that everybody, because everybody here is interested in the creative art. Yeah. And one of the things that's so critical about what we are fighting for, it's something that maybe the journalism industry should have fought for some years ago. It's something that, you know, we let go and have let go for too long, that the people who create content have deep wellsprings of passion, understanding, and intellect that cannot be replaced by technology. That's right. And that's something that we have to fight for as a culture. That's right. And I, so above and beyond what my own feelings are as a member of a labor union, there's also, for me, something that I fight for as a citizen in my society, yes. which yes. is recognizing that the autonomy of the individual has to trump what a machine can do. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So. absolutely. Yeah. So, you, know what's, you know what's funny, just on a side note, you know what's funny you said, because it has no heart? They put uh, the, did some sort of test with AI and um, artists and CEOs, and they said, what would be the easiest thing for AI to replace? CEOs. <laughs> I, I vote yes for that. So one of, the, one of the questions we receive all the time from listeners, from fans, are what can the fans yeah. of, uh, of these produced works do? You know, the people who watch these shows and these movies. How can they do something substantive to help yeah. you all out? Yeah, I'm, I know. It's interesting because uh, people have asked, like, should I cancel this? And could I cancel right, that? Right. And I'm not saying cancel anything, right? I, I will say like this. Say the, the strike goes on for a really long time. Yep. Then we could do a call to arms to do that sort of thing. Because if we have single people, you know, one here, one here, one here, they don't feel that. But if a whole bunch of us at one moment right. can, you know, canceled some uh, platforms, they would feel that. But right now, it's really about amplification. It's about understanding and being clear with what the mis- message is. Uh, because, you know, they want to make you confused and think uh, that we're just sort of whining or crying or, you know, again, elitist living in penthouses and, you know, where's your, you got your penthouse or you got your little oh, yacht? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just take the trial. idea of my glamorous Hollywood life, I'm also a property manager because I can't afford right. rent in Los Angeles. That's right. I have four jobs in LA and I am a working actor yep. and I still can't afford to live. And like today, someone was so sweet as I was in the middle of panels, bought me a hot dog and I was like, I had a tear in my eye and I was like, yeah, you yeah. don't know, just the, something as small as this is, is important because yeah. we, I don't think people realize, I think this, this fight has been so eye-opening to people not in the entertainment industry. I'm from Louisiana originally. All my friends and family back home think I live a glamorous Hollywood life when I'm just like looking at their, you know, little white picket fences, houses, and families going, wow, what's that like? There's a very big disconnect between what the entertainment industry is and what people think it is. And I think this strike has made a lot of people realize how the everyday actor is no better than, no better off than 
working than class. minimum wage or yeah. less. Yeah. Like we we all like my I I got an Uber the other day and it was an actor I recognized from a big show on wow. Hulu oh, wow. and I was like yeah. I was like oh I I don't know if I should say anything but I'm just like I get and it. you didn't tip me by the way. <laughs> But John, I, I rated you five stars. <laughs> that's the first time that's happened. <laughs> uh, but it's true. Like yeah. I don't think people realize there's such a disconnect, and I feel like this strike has really opened a lot of people's eyes and made people realize how, you know, when you're at a convention and you see these actors that you love, the conventions and you, the fans, are what keep us going and keep us alive yeah. and keep us fighting the good fight because we love what we do and because of you we're we able love to do, we do it but it's gotten to the point where now it's 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 become a real well, battle it's, it's yeah. almost unintended it's yeah. almost at a certain point being an artist will no longer be a viable living right period i, I, I had period. two things i wanted to add uh, one i'm going to kick back to michelle because there are a lot of people in uh, our field who are indigent and they can be helped yeah. And I'd like Michelle to talk about that. But the yeah. other thing I'd like to talk about is, as artists, many people who joined SAG started in the theater. Yeah. In fact, I would argue that probably ah. most people who go on to have a very successful career do so in part because they spend a lot of years perfecting their craft on the stage. That's right. And right now, theater companies are dying all over our nation. Yes, go see theater. So if there's anything you want to do, it doesn't necessarily even mean you have to unsubscribe to Netflix, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But maybe think about spending more time going to your local theaters. Yes, go see theater. Support stage. And while I'm on a tear, how about supporting your local bookstores and libraries? Libraries and librarians are under attack in this country. so true. So if there's anything you want to do politically, maybe speak up for your local library at a town council meeting, to a town supervisor, to a mayor, and tell them, get your fucking hands off the books. It's all the arts. And yep. It's everything from from the actors, the screenwriters, this that, and what he's going on with the books, like the book banning, the 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 fight on 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 killing creativity and at the highest level. It's and it's such a it, it really is a battle. And again, back back to Michelle. She's the one like on the front line. <laughs> back to you, Michelle. No, no, I'm, I, I no. love that was phenomenal. Just, Thank you awesome. for saying that. It's true. Libraries, bookstores, theater. Pr- yeah. You know. Support the arts. And then there's... Okay, now, ladies and everybody out here. Babies are sleeping. (laughs) Um, One of the things that would always be, you know, money's tight for everybody, but if there is a way that you can donate any kind of funds, uh, the uh, sagafterfoundation.org is a way that... It's an emergency assistance fund for for actors, for all of us. Right. And, you yeah. know, you think about, like, we're just talking here, but there are some actors who have been acting for decades and decades and are quite old and they're not doing any other work mm-hmm. now and they really need the help. And SAG yeah. After Foundation is amazing for them. They can provide housing and health care and lawyers and it's, it's wonderful. But also amplifying... I know. Thank you so much, you guys. Just a little bit. Um, 
but honestly, if uh, you know, it's so weird in this social media world, world right now. But that's how information gets out there. So really amplifying, you know, uh, uh, shame them, spread the word. You know, you know, I don't want to see. I, you know, I don't want to tell people to not go see movies or not go do things. But if we can just guilt them and say, you know, uh, you know. Uh, tweet, retweet things that you see any of the union people saying. Um, let them feel the pressure that people that eyes are on them because that's why they're they're at the table with the WGA right now because we've made such an impact. You know, I love Fran Drescher. You know, she got out there and said, "Don't try to mess with my actors. Don't get off my actors' backs." I, I, I personally have stopped having sex with Bob Iger. <laughs> Thank you for that. No, Thank we you. All have. Yep. You know, let me let me let me tell you guys one thing. Going back to the AI for a second, and anybody yeah. who's listened to the show knows this. John, I've had the conversation with you, but Michelle and Bonnie, I have not. Back in late 1999, I literally had a gun in my mouth and was about to commit suicide. And for a certain show not being on my VCR player at that moment, with a certain scene taking place. I would not be alive today. And I don't want a fucking computer-generated no. person saving people's lives. I want the people that are putting their heart and soul That's into right. the writing, into the acting, into the drama. That's what makes us human. And that stuff is not human, and That's it right. really gets under my skin. Because it's about humanity. Absolutely. It's about humanity. Yes. Absolutely. Storytelling. Yeah. That's exactly, I mean, and thank, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that art was there. It was to there. To reach out its hand yep. and grab you. I've That's been what a, we do. I've been a huge fan since I was a kid in the 70s, but I have a very special bond because of that, and I always Great. will. We, went, we talked a lot before we decided we would talk about that openly on the show, and it's something that we've been able to become family and friends with a lot of people and it's because yes. of what you do and all of the people involved in what you're fighting for yeah. right now. Yeah. You know, it's so uh, the um, CEOs um, have said that uh, what do the actors risk? You know, when we're saying we need uh, par part of the uh, revenue shares and all, you know, our profits and stuff. They say, we're taking all the risks. What do artists risk? Can you believe that? What do we risk? Right. Right. We risk everything. Yep. Not only in just in when we work, the, the, you know, we open ourselves up. We become unbelievably vulnerable. I remember, you know, doing scenes where on a certain show I'm on when somebody who I loved um, died, um, <laughs> you know, the, one of the crew people said, oh, Michelle, you know, how are you doing that? You know, it's painful because there's people right around you and you're going through this thing. I'm like, it's painful for me too yeah. because I'm experiencing it. Yep. I'm yep. trying to touch something that is real in my life share it with everybody because I know if I share that somebody out there is going to go I know that I yeah. see that I see myself right. I'm not yes. alone Absolutely. I'm not alone yeah. we risk everything we risk our livelihood we risk you know living in a you know out of a uh, you know trailer or a paper bag I don't know what, what I'm trying to say but you know we, we mm -hmm. risk not being able to provide for ourselves for our families for right. all of it because we want to give this 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 gift of unity, yep. of humanity. And it's, what's so frustrating is that, yeah, we would do it for free, but God damn it, we shouldn't have to. That's right. For fuck's Absolutely. sake. Well, I'm not doing it for free. That's right. <laughs> Me neither. I do. We're no, talking about no, acting, right, John? Yeah, we're, we're talking about acting, correct? Well, let me be clear. <laughs> okay. I got to say, 
This is a very serious conversation, and we're very glad serious. that we're having it, but we also want to have a lot of fun here yes, this please. evening. Yes, please. Have some fun. Segue into Hold this, on. because I wrote a song about the strike. Excellent. <laughs> and so I'm going to segue into the fun part. Bring it. I love it. Let's hear it. Bring it. What we want is better contracts. Yes. What we need is to make an impact. And all I'm asking is for a little respect when you stream from home. Yeah, baby. Just residuals. Just residuals. Ooh, the AI is stealing all likeness. And this industry is in a crisis. But all we're asking is for a little respect when you stream from home. Yeah, baby. When you stream from home. S-T-R and I-K, find out what it means to me. S-T-R and I-K, Paramount and W-B. Wow! A little respect. Just residuals, just residuals. All right, I didn't want to... I didn't want to do my strike interpretive dance. Just please keep your pants on for this one, okay? Get out your $1 bills, everybody. It's a real, it's a real treat. That's right. <laughs> All the money I collect in my thong is going to go to, a, to the SAG After Foundation. <laughs> Let's make it rain, people. Oh, Remember, oh please, no video. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, dear sweet Lord. SAG. Aftra will come for you. Give us small money. I think I just went from six to midnight. To do. John, John Billingsley. He needs the fee. Oh dear God. I feel like this is a, a whiteout in progress. We know we won't lack with the money in his crack. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. John, you got more? <laughs> Work it. Work it. This is for SAG, Michelle. <laughs> It's clear to me that uh, we've clearly lost control of the asylum. <laughs> I know. I don't know what's happened, but this is great. You look, just, wow. But just wow. in that moment. That's in that moment, you guys. Come on. You might want some hand sanitizer for that, Michelle. <laughs> so, as everyone in this room knows, we at Trek Geeks ask the most hard-hitting and insightful questions. Um, and really, nobody does a deep dive examination like we do. I think that's safe, Dan. Correct? I love it. I, I, I think so. Hold on a second. <laughs> oh, oh, speaking of deep dive, <laughs> hey! Oh my yeah. goodness! Wow. So if I wake up with a quarter in my ass crack, I'm coming for somebody. Hey, I've got a dollar for you. So. Huh. Michelle, I think we have you here. This is a unique opportunity. <laughs> Good Lord. It's a unique opportunity to ask you something that you really need to put some thought behind. It's, okay, okay. it's controversial. You need to defend your choice. Oh, dear. Here we go. Oh, dear. Okay. Does pineapple belong on pizza? 
Wow. Oh. Yes. wow. This is, we're asking you to take a declarative stand. And your return to Trekkies depends on your answer. That's correct. This is what everyone, shh, because they're like, this is important. You know, sad well, conversation, but pineapple on pizza. This is. Wow. I feel like I'm going to fuck it up. <laughs> I mean, first, I got to preface this. Yeah. I'm a native New Yorker. All right. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So I, 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 I enjoy a traditional pizza. Uh, I'm just saying. All right. Okay, saying. that's fair. But, but I understand. I understand the strangeness of fruit <laughs> on a pizza. I do. I get it. I get it. It's an interesting thing, but I'm, uh, it's not my favorite. That's all. It's not okay. All right. That's great. My heart is broken. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> we, we will accept that as, yes. as a viable answer. We will. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. Um, would you rather stay inside on a snow day... Or build a snow fort. Snow fort. Yeah. Yes. That is correct. Not a question. That is correct. I'm um, a December baby. Oh, oh wow, that's where you cool. go. All right. Would you rather everyone you know be able to read your thoughts, <laughs> or have access to your internet history? Oh. <laughs> oh, no, uh, we're definitely not asking Billingsley that question. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. <laughs> No, I think actually uh, access to my internet history. I don't need everybody. I don't want anybody else in here. I hear that. Yeah. I certainly want to be able to read Dan's mind because I'm afraid there's only two competing brain cells up there and there's not a cogent thought between them. Oh, hey, buddy, you're right there. It's good to see you. Hi. Yeah, hi. And then lastly, before we let you go, first we have to say thank you so much for doing this. Yes. We reached out to you and you have no idea who we are. And you were so gracious and wonderful to accept. We hope that when things return to a more normal state, you'll return to Trek Geeks and we can talk about all kinds of things yes. that relate to a particular property that you yes. may or may not have spent some time on. Please, please. Because <laughs> um, that would be our, our, our fondest wish. And we want you know we love you so much. Absolutely. Same. Same here. Yeah. Oh, yes. Thank you, guys. So here is your last question of the evening. Oh, I'm this, a little nervous. I'm I know, nervous. Yeah, this is, this is just saying. Would you rather be forced to sing along or dance to every single song you hear for the rest of your life? Wow. <laughs> sing or dance? Sing or, that's yeah. hard. Why not both? I know, because I that's not the question. I got to say, though, I have to say, because I could be so tired, like I have no energy, and yeah. a, a song comes on that I want, that makes my body move. There you go. I'm ah, going to say dance. Yeah. I'm going to say dance. I'm yeah. going to say dance. Yeah, I love this. That is fantastic. Michelle, thank you so much. Thank we you. adore you. Thank we you. love you so much, Michelle. We're going to take a very brief break and then continue our conversation with both John and Bonnie. Or Bonnie and John. Fuck pineapple! Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much. Thank Just you. the best. Thank you, thank you. And look, we even already made money for SAG After Foundation. Yeah. 
Guys, we're going to reset and start again with John and Bonnie in just a couple of minutes. was a fantastic conversation how we've never been in this position before to do a live show with a live audience which is fucking amazing unbelievable and uh this i didn't is, screw up no you haven't yet there's still <laughs> part of a show to do and if I, we're in vegas if i were a betting man i'm willing to bet that that's going to happen oh yeah bet yeah bet the house on that one folks we're going to get started with bonnie and john again in a few minutes but first let's give a amazing round of applause for Michelle Hurd for coming out and being part of our fun night tonight. Absolutely amazing. Plus, we want to thank Alex and the entire staff here at Millennium Fandom yes. for allowing us to come into their home and do this. Uh, it's been such a great time working with them. Uh, please Drink early, drink often, and, and please remember to show some love to your servers and your bartenders because they are working super hard tonight. Right. You know, we've we've had several... Nobody's hearing a word you're saying. No. Okay. Oh, great. Just not the case. That's all right. All right, folks, we're going to get set in about two minutes with our conversation with John and Bonnie, so let's, uh, let's come on in and settle in and... Uh, 
We'll have some more fun before some amazing giveaways from our friends at Fansets because their pins have what? Character. There you go. All right. Well, wow, look who we have here. Now it's the trouble panel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I ain't building no fucking snow fort either. <laughs> I, you strike me as the person least likely to build a snow fort in the world. Damn right. All right, so let's, let's, uh, let's start the conversation up again with uh, Bonnie and John. So everybody uh, who Every, is everybody, having great conversations. Everybody in the back of the room... If you move to the front of the room, there will be a live sex show. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, I, I protest. They're, they're, let's first lure them in, then break the lot, then break the promise. Break their spirit. Very nice. <laughs> it, Yes, yes, very much, very much like it that. It seems that people are leaving in droves right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Julie's here for this all day long. All right. So. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right, let's have some quiet. The it, interview will begin in five, four, three, two. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> This is an adult show, right? It is. It's is that a bar? Yeah, okay, it's cool. Plus. So, um, uh, Mr. Bigglesworth. It didn't work. Um, uh, John Billingsley. Sorry about that. I always confuse your name. Um, and Bonnie, you both were the hosts of the the amazing Trek Talks Two Telethon. We are kind of happy that we're doing it again next year. But what was the most important part about being able to host that show last year? Seeing John with no pants. <laughs> you wanted the sex show. I'm bringing the sex show. Not quite in the way was, we thought. Well, he was on a Zoom, so I guarantee you there was no pants involved with the entire Trek Talks. <laughs> she, she talked about you with no pants and had to say Zoom. <laughs> I, I wore pants for a small section of that talk. It was scripted. Only the Will Wheaton part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Will we in his contract? Will Wheaton request pants? Um, it, it is really noisy. Yes. Yeah. Hey guys. Hey guys, can we take the level down hey a guys. notch? This is being recorded. I yeah, think. Yeah, we're having a we're having a, a good conversation for the podcast, and we'd love everybody to uh, to kind of lower the voices so that we can we can have a great conversation. And as soon as we're done that, then we're gonna have a great time with uh, our giveaway. So. No. Raskin, it's for a little respect when we talk up here. <laughs> nope. So anyway, Mr. No Pants. Um, this is a work you've been very involved with over the past few years, and when yes. you conned us into doing it, I mean, suggested we help <laughs> you do a telethon. Um, did you imagine that it would ascend to sort of this level? Uh, no, but I'm not going to assume that anybody knows what we're talking about either. Right. So for those who do not, I... Uh, Is it all next door? No, it's no, the back of the room. Back of the room. Shh. Some large brawny person needs to be that back there. <laughs> so yeah, the uh, for what for what is now now everybody hates my guts because I made them shut the fuck up. All right. Um, 
the Hollywood Food Coalition, which has been around for about 37 years, um, is a, an organization I got involved with about eight years ago. We, uh, we serve a hot, nutritious, multi-course meal to all comers seven days a week, primarily people experiencing homelessness, as many as 350 people a night. We help people with an array of other social services. We have a medical van, a dental van, a vision van from UCLA. We help people get into housing programs, mental health programs, drug and alcohol rehabilitation programs. And additionally, we rescue about uh, two and a half million pounds of food a year, which we share with about 150 other not-for-profits to buttress and augment their meal programs. And these lovely gentlemen helped, along with Bonnie and eight or nine other folks now on our team, put together uh, an annual six to eight hour Jerry Lewis-esque digital Star Trek fundraiser convention type telethon. It's called Trek Trek Talks. Because we can say that. Right, we can can say say that. That's right. It's scheduled to take place next January. If the strike doesn't end, we'll probably have to push it. But it's a wonderful group. And I really also want to say that one of the things we also do is we try and promote something called Trektivism, which is to try and encourage fans, celebrities, to tell their own stories and introduce all of us to really cool things they do to help the community. So we're going to keep expanding that concept and hopefully introduce more and more aspects of the story of all of us doing cool shit in the world down the years. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And through the first Trek Talks, Trek Talks and then Trek Talks 2, we have been able to raise almost a quarter of a million dollars for Hollywood Food Coalition. And that is something that is the very definition of the show that we love so much, which will go unnamed at the moment. And it's all about living in the vision of what Roddenberry wanted with our future, of people working together, of community, of not seeing race, religion, gender. It's all about everyone coming together and loving your neighbor and respecting the, your fellow people. You know, it, it doesn't even have, to, it has nothing to do with entertainment, it has nothing to do with anything. It just it has, it's all about humanity and John John and his wife Bonnie are just the most not me the other Bonnie but they're when I say I admire them so much for what they do because the the way they give back to the community and use their platform for good is so inspiring and all of you who help and donate and like stand by it and become part of the movement it's all about it's all about love and it's all about sharing the vision of the future that we want. And right now the world is in such a dark, sad, torn place that we all need to come together and just put band-aids on it and and make love happen and take care of the people that can't take care of themselves. And that's what you do. You you take care of the people that just don't have the means to take care of themselves. And it's beautiful to see when when you do it, the Trek Talks telethon. Oh, sorry, I said the T word. Oh, oh God! Oh, uh, damn when it. you do the when you do that charity, when we do the telethon to see the community come together and really just want to give, and just ev- everyone just comes together and and works towards a goal of helping complete strangers be okay. And it's it's a beautiful thing to see. It is. 
That said, the event itself is also a ton of fun. There's yes. a lot so of much fun. There's a lot so of low vaudeville. Yes. Last year, Scott Bakula was a guest. Anson yes. Mount was a guest. Yes. We got John Delancey as a guest. Old Riker is a guest. We got a lot of really, a really great people, directors behind the scenes, yes. folks. Yes. So spread the word. It's like going to a convention without having to get out of your pajamas. Right. Yeah. Right. Most people are getting out of their pajamas at a convention anyway. But... <laughs> I, I don't know. I pretty much spend all day in mine. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, that, uh, we have it scheduled for January of 2024, um, and we will update everybody through the normal means depending I on what's going on. I will say this, though. Even if the strike is still going on, think of the weird programming we could come up with <laughs> if we still did it in January. The, the panels would be whack. After what we just saw him do here 10 minutes ago, Look how much money we raised in just a few moments. Forty-seven dollars. Oh no, there was more. We we raised about two hundred dollars by the end of it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, it was yeah. after you stopped dancing. People were Pretty paying. We were, they were like, "Oh, thank God he stopped. Now give the yeah. money." Yeah. Saying, but it, it yeah. worked. I'm unemployed. I'll donate a hundred bucks if you just don't dance. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. <laughs> so. What we want to do now is we wrap things up here. Well, no, no, no. We, we, we got a couple more questions. Well, that's what I meant. Is we, we're going to no, wrap no, no, it up. No, we have more questions no. that you have before we get to this. Yeah. See, I told you I'd screw up at yeah, least Yeah, you really did screw up. That's why you, you just let me produce well, the you show. You gave me the PC, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, earlier in the segment with Michelle, we talked about art. Fuck pineapple. Oh, all right. F- fuck pineapple. All right. Hashtag fuck pineapple. Um, I, I'm curious, you know, what made you both decide to want to be actors? And, and Bonnie, we'll probably let you go first. Um, I, what was it that, that made you want to choose that profession? I don't know what else I would be doing. Like, yeah. there's other passions that music, theater, art, comedy. Uh, it what bring it's what brings me joy. I was a weird kid, believe it or not. <laughs> I shocker. I was a weird kid, super nerdy, and I was bullied a lot as a child. But the moment I was on like a stage. And people were laughing not at me but with me, and and I could, I could bring that joy. It, it's it is it is like a drug. There's nothing else like it. When you bring that joy to people, and and it's that that give and take of a live audience and the energy behind it. And yes, it's a different when you when you add screen and and you know recorded music into the mix. But theater was my first love, and that's what got me into this. And bringing the smiles, the joy, the emotion. It's all about what Michelle was saying earlier. It's about the heart. There's something about it that I can't describe. And when you have the ability to create it and, and share it, and then it comes back to you, it's, it's the most, it makes you the most intimate, but also vulnerable of yourself. And, and you, you become, I just wanted to get laid. (laughs) Wow. This, this took a turn. And, and I was only in the fifth grade. <laughs> How did that work out for you, John? Let's let's hear this one. And you were still 22. <laughs> oh, oh, Dan, very good. Uh, shots fired. Very Ouch. good. That's true. It's all about the heart. It's yeah. all about the heart and sharing Absolutely. your passions and love with the people who share it with you and the give and take. And then John. And then John. <laughs> then there's Maude. Yeah. 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 But, what Bonnie's basically trying to get at is sex. <laughs> but it's, it's a little more precious the way she puts it. Spoilers, I'm asexual. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. okay. Holy cow. Oh, that's, uh, never mind. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Google it. Google it. <laughs> Google it. 
Uh, I was in the fifth grade. We moved up from Connecticut. I mean, from uh, the deep south <laughs> to Connecticut. And I had a southern accent and I had a lisp. Hey, really? this, this is my story. <laughs> and they had mandatory auditions for the school play. And because I like to read, I could read off the page with some degree of commitment. And I was cast in the lead, and I went from class freak to class hero. Yes. After the show was over, I went right back to being class freak. (laughs) So you had to have that... that Yeah, it's like, okay, exactly. So even though I didn't technically want to get laid, the theme is basically self-aggrandizement. Honestly, most artists just don't get enough love in their personal life, and they, we need it from you. We need constant validation yes. and love. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the sad thing is I've still never been laid, but... <laughs> right, it shows. <laughs> uh, Dan, what made you decide to want to be a podcaster? Well, you came up to me and said, do you want to help me do a Star Trek podcast? And I said, no, what's a podcast? And, and then you hounded me for 10 months... So that you could build your empire. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So, so now you know, we've talked a little seriously. We've, we've talked about some important things like sure. art and the soul and tractivism. It's time for some and burning John questions. John getting laid. John getting laid <laughs> in, in the fifth grade. Something's burning. Some, yeah, yeah. There's a cream for that. Yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> really? There's a cream for everything. There's your memoir title, Bonnie. So, uh, so Bonnie, we have a question for you first up. Would you rather communicate only in emoji or never be able to text at all ever again? Oh, gosh. Emojis? I don't know. I can get pretty creative with emojis. <laughs> like, define emojis. Do I have, like, the full catalog? Yes. You do. I would find a way. Yeah. Because here's the thing. I'm, I'm a busy person. I don't have the time to do phone calls too much. Texting is my thing. If I can't text, I gotta communicate some way. It'll be very cryptic messages. <laughs> it is up to you. It'll be it'll be very much like uh, the Da Vinci Code level of, of <laughs> trying to decode my messages. And good luck to you. <laughs> oh man, Billingsley, this one was written just for you, man. Would you rather wear the same socks for a month or the same underwear for a week? Provided you actually wear underwear. And provided you don't do that already. Yeah. I, I don't understand the fundamental thesis here. So. <laughs> he pleads the fifth. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I think I'd have to go with the underwear for a week. Okay. Wow. Uh, I yeah. think that's correct. I'm a little horrified that it's But wait, correct. can he like take it off and switch it around, reverse I it? I don't even want to picture that in my head, Bonnie. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying, there's ways to get around. Okay. He put his shirt on me, so. Yeah. That's, uh, that's true. I, I think that's it. Would you rather eat a pizza with my underwear on it or my socks on it? Oh. I'm going to throw it out there. I'm just... No, no, no. We're asking the question, sir. No, no, no. I'm gonna, <laughs> yes. No, let's answer it. Yes, I mean, it's no. only fair, right? Yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for the underwear. Yep. No, now, come on. I, I, I Would you rather have an underwear and pineapple pizza? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, well, I don't care what's on it. Pineapple's on it. I'll eat it. I can imagine <laughs> what his feet smell like. <laughs> yeah, I'm You don't have to imagine, Charlie. <laughs> the night is young. <laughs> so, so, Bonnie, we're going to kind of dovetail off of that. 
and ask... Yes, let's talk about my underwear. Continue. <laughs> Actually, no, but we're going to talk and about somebody else's. Would you rather use a stranger's toothbrush or wear a stranger's underwear for a day? Oh. John, oh. you're going to get a crack at this, too. Okay, I'm actually, I'm going to say underwear because I'm going to flip it around and reverse it. All right, I like that answer. Yeah. That's good. Logic. Okay, the tooth, you don't know. I've seen horse, like underwear's uh, equally gross, but they're, I'll, I'll, rever- I'll flip it around. You've and seen some shit. I, literally. Yeah. Yeah. John? Well, let's face it, there's a certain kind of erotic component to wearing somebody else's underwear. <laughs> I, I would think of many instances where I would, like, beg to wear somebody else's underwear. <laughs> For the last time, I'm not giving we you We saw money. your dance. We know. Yeah. We know. <laughs> we know how much money you raise with that, with that thong. That's right. <laughs> Heavens. All right, John. Would you rather have a pause or a rewind button in your life? Ooh. Ooh, this is philosophical here. This is deep. This is deep. I, I think I'd rather have a rewind button. Can how how far back can I go? That is your call, Let's sir. Let's go back to your socks. <laughs> I was thinking going back to Robin Gustafson. Oh. <laughs> I slept with her on Friday and she was a lesbian my Monday. I'd like to get another whack at that. <laughs> Still never, never really understood that exactly, but I'd like to go back and figure that one out. <laughs> Bonnie, would you rather what? have a mullet? Wait, for is you? Robin Gustafson here? Oh I don't my think God, so. Right there. <laughs> Thank fucking God. All right. Bonnie, would you rather have a mullet for a year or be bald with no wigs for six months? I've already had a mullet. I'll take the mullet. All right. I did the mullet, y'all. I did the mullet. It was good for like two days after the the hairstylist styled it, and then once once that was done, it just turned into like a help. I've had mullets many times. I had a mullet when I was a child, and 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 in the future, not future. Fast forwarded. Rewind button. Where's your rewind button? I've had mullets. It's been done. I don't. If I can't have wigs, what's the fun in that? I, hey, I, I don't know. I'm just saying. I mean, no. Look, I, if, although I will say this. If I was bald, I'd do some pretty badass cosplays. I'm just yes. Yeah. And imagine the henna art I would be able to do. See, that's pretty rad, though. All I've right. actually thought about this. Yeah? Deep. Like, like, some people know. I've had some health scares recently. Right, right. And I was thinking about if I lost my hair, what would I do with it? And I... I have some elaborate henna art nice. Pinterest away okay. in case it does happen because I'm ready and it's going to look epic. Nice. Yes. All right, John, last question. And I have to preface this with... But also mullet. Mullet. have to preface it with this. Pretend that Bonnie is not part of the equation, okay? So let's, My Bonnie let's, or yeah. Bonnie, Bonnie? Wait, his Your wife Bonnie, Bonnie or wife me? Bonnie. Okay. Wife Bonnie. My wife so Bonnie. So let's say you're single right now. Uh-oh. Would Is Robin Gustafson here? <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather be gassy on the first date? Yes. Or your wedding night? Oh, first date. Yeah. First date. Just why? Because there are some very special women out there who love Gassy John. <laughs> 
I would wager maybe six or seven of you are in the room. His wife, Bonnie, loves Gassy John. I, she must. How do, you, how do you think she's married to him? <laughs> I, I've it was the that. first date and the wedding night. Right. I've wondered he that every single down. day. Right. Yeah. That's, a good, that's a good answer. Well, uh, John Billingsley, Bonnie Gordon, thank you so much for joining us for thank this Thank you. Yes. We're so grateful. We love you both very much. Uh, we're going to take a, a brief break. We're going to have a halftime entertainment with Bonnie Gordon. Apparently, I'm going to go sing in the other room. Yes. Dirty things. Yes. And then following Bonnie's wonderful performance, we're going to give away a whole lot of fan sets pins in Woo! the next room. So. Nice. Yeah. Thank you so much, everybody. Well, Dan, that's kind of how you do a live show when you can't talk about Star Trek. Um, huge, huge and sincere thanks to to Bonnie Gordon, to John Billingsley, and of course, Michelle Hurd for joining us, for for being such amazing sports, for, um, for, for really stepping up and helping us out mm. um, and creating a great night for everybody because it really was, uh, for me, a night to remember. It really was a fantastic time. And uh, um, I hope the people in the back have finally settled down. Um, in the last month and a half. <laughs> Shh, bring it down. Bring it, it down. Was, it was such a great time. Um, uh, and afterwards, you know, um, Doug Jones showed up like he did last year at our, at our party, and it was great to see him and, and all the people associated with his team. Uh, it really was just great. It, and, and we said it before, this was the perfect place for our party and our podcast to happen that night. It felt so welcoming. It's like we came home with the Millennium Fan Bar, uh, Phantom Bar, and it was it was so great to um, to see the excitement and all these people dressing up in cosplay coming to this bar, which was which was pretty far off uh, from the Rio, uh, and we still had a packed house, and it was just great. We did. Um, you know, there will be some discussions between us and fan sets mm-hmm. um, on changes for next year, as as we always do with every party, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm sure space will be first on everybody's mind. Um, you know, we know there were some people who showed up and then left because it was really elbow to elbow in there. It we was, understand. yeah. Yep. So, um, you know, n- no party has been perfect, um, but it's always been a perfectly wonderful evening, um, you know, once you get to the end of the night. So uh, we thank everybody who attended, you know, for everybody who, who tried so hard to get tickets and showed up. And whether you stayed for two minutes or two hours, we are so grateful mm-hmm. and uh, we hope to do it again. Oh, we're doing it again. <laughs> well, okay. Dan has spoken. Um, Danny, you know what else we're doing again? What are we doing again, buddy? Talk we're going to we're gonna go, after this is done, you and I, we're yeah. going to go listen to some five-year mission. Yeah, we are. Cool. You know, because who doesn't love 5YM? I mean, they have so many great songs, Dan. And everyone is about an, a separate episode of the original Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Original song, not parody. These aren't jokes. Nope. You know, this is not like Star Trek and like you used to hear on Dr. Demento. This mm. is new ways to look at these episodes that we've loved for 57 years. So I get on out to, I know, right? Get on out to fiveyearmission.net. Get all those CDs set, shipped to your house so you have that physical media in your hands mm. and uh, and become huge fans because I am, Dan is, and we guarantee you will be. Fiveyearmission.net. It's gr- uh, great. Year one through four, uh, Spock's brain. They're working on year five right now, actually, and it's going to be coming out soon. Indeed. I hope. Sometime soon, but anyway, you know, I gotta, I gotta kind of put on my my TV commercial voice for this week because it's very important. Um, 
You fought the Romulans. You've defeated the Klingons. And you faced off against the Borg. And hell, you even obliterated the Jem'Hadar. With weapons like phasers, photon grenade launchers, and Tetrion pulse disruptors, you've shown your superiority through the Alpha, Gamma, and Delta quadrants. But are you ready for the ultimate first-person shooter experience? Join up to a dozen friends online as you run through the corridors of your favorite starships and mow down all the enemy band players as you try and defeat the ultimate drumming enemy. It's Star Trek Elite Farks, rated T for Teen, now available on Windows 98, Windows ME, and Xbox 360. Oh, God. You told me ah, you had something special planned oh, today. Oh, that was great. Um, <laughs> you really sold it with the rated T for Teen. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Can I get a half a star? Uh, <laughs> I had fun with that one. I'll tell you what. I, I thought of a drawing home last night. <laughs> the the geek in me wants to say, you know, Xbox 360 uh, wasn't out at the same time as it wasn't. And, I know. Millennium. But if I just said Xbox, people would have thought, you know, what the, the current one. So I had to throw mm-hmm. in an older version there. Yeah. So I was thinking I was using my noggin. Rated T for teen. Elite Farks. <laughs> Elite Farks. Yep. Very important. Very big game. Big game. <laughs> big game. Download the new maps now. <laughs> Do you remember when Elite Force 2 came out? Oh, yes. And they added a, there was a service pack to add Jerry Ryan's voice <laughs> yeah. because they finally, you know, got they finally hired her to record 7 or 9. Can I give you a little uh little inside edition? I've yeah. got them on my new computer. Oh, do <laughs> you really? A, a company came out and and have them oh, so yeah, that yeah. they now run on on uh on new systems, yeah. I would always get to the point in the original Elite Force where my PC would just blue screen. <laughs> Because the video driver hated one thing in the game. Yeah. And once, you know, I, I got past that part, like I would go to a later save point, it yeah. would be fine. It was just that one cut scene. That's awesome. Old style first person shooters. Yeah. Fiveyearmission.net. Yeah. Uh, go get your copy of Elite Farks now. Yeah. Dan, don't forget, of course, you too can support Trek Geeks by subscribing to us on Patreon, where you can get all kinds of exclusive, raw, unedited episodes and. Mm. Um, lots of photos of Dan's face. Oh, well, there's a plus right there. I'm going to go sign up right now because that's worth it, isn't it? Do we have a one cent level? I don't think we do. I don't think anyone would pay that much to see your face. Ouch. Okay. Well, and you know, in addition to all those great perks that Bill just mentioned, we are currently working. I have in my hand right now, the year five Patreon pin. I got to say it came in. It's awesome. It'll be out soon. Uh, But right now, we want to take a moment uh, to thank our associate producers of Trek Geeks. We are so grateful for their support. So thank you so much. Vikram Bhatt, Chad Clark, Corey Clay, Brad DeMag, William Edward M. Jr., Brandon Everidge, Andy Fark, Kimberly Francis, Jonathan Hamilton, Ryan Jeffs, John Krikorian, Sean Lynn, Rick Mason, Becky McDaniel, Jamie McGregor, Ross McKinney, Aaron Molenkoff, Sarah Ledoux, Helen Reed, Sarah Rutlinger, Tim Robertson, Desi Rogers, Greg Rozier, Eric Sakian, Adam Sanders, Tim Serdar, Heather Sohn, Blake Strike, Lisa Tomlinson, Ron Robel, Kalia Zawacki, and the gracious and the wonderful Connie Hutchins. It's amazing. The name you screwed up in that list was Aaron. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be one every week. It's And it's not one that's hard. 
I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. oh, well. We also want to thank our Trek Geeks producers for their support. They are Mike Bovia, Steve Bovia, Chaz Bradshaw, Kyle Castillo, Peter Craig, Andy Davenport, Craig Ewing, Jackie and Chris Hackney, Brian Hackwith, Kimberly Hartman, David Hood, Lionel Marchon, Matt McGonagall, Jim McMahon, Darren Metcalf, Charlie Mulvey, Sean O'Halloran, Casey Pettit, Jamie Rogers, Casey Shafsky, Terry Schull, Jim Stoffel, Chris Trebuzio, Christina Werther, and the lovely and talented Jess Fashon. Dan, mm. the senior producer of Trek Geeks. Who is he? Is the one, mm. the only, mm-hmm. Jude Tatman. The one and only. Nobody better. What a guy. You too can become a producer of Trek Geeks, and it is so easy to do. Head on over to Trek. <laughs> Head on over to patreon.com slash trekgeeks for all the details. I don't know where I was going with that, so I just stopped. <laughs> for, for those of you listening, that's what happens when Dan takes his eyes off the copy and then doesn't know where he was when he looks back. That's right. Because yeah. I have my camera on the I'm gonna put my camera back on the other monitor, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think so too, because you really are just you're easy to flummox right now. I'm flummoxed. Yeah. Yeah. So Dan, next week. We've, we're finally going to have a discussion that we've planned to do months ago, and <laughs> we're ready, so we're going to do it. Yes, we are going to do it. It's funny how things get in the way. You know, conventions, job loss, Hollywood strikes. It's it's caused this discussion to be put on hold for a while, but no longer, my friends. Next week, we discuss hollow addiction, transporter phobia. I just made up that word. And saving the USS Voyager, actually. And we're going to dive into Reg Barkley. We're not going to dive into Reg Barkley. We're going to talk about Reg Barkley next week, right here on Trek Geeks. You know, the flagship. The flagship. You know, Reg Reg Barkley is one of those characters that, you know, in in Star Trek doesn't always make sense. And at times he's dumped on. Mm -hmm. At times he's not treated fairly. Um, And I think some of that has to do with the way he's written. But it's going to be part of a larger discussion on mental health in Star Trek, which will kind of be a recurring theme for us. Yeah. You know, over the next few months and possibly into next year, um, as I've learned recently myself, mental health is is supremely important, and we all need to do more as individuals to to talk about it and to to make sure that we're getting the help we need. And I, I think that it's good to talk about this through the lens of Star Trek. It's a very important topic, and I think that um, we've talked about that we have the ability to do things with these microphones for good. And I think that these are going to be very important conversations. We're going to have fun like we always do, yep. but they're very important. And and I think that we can both learn a lot and help each other and others with these conversations. So I'm really looking forward to doing them, buddy. And that's next time here on Trek Geeks. Of course, for more great Star Trek discussion, we want everyone to check out the other shows here on Trek Geeks. We have so many great podcasts that are all produced by fans that just love this franchise the way you and us love this franchise. So you can find all our podcasts on the Trek Geeks website at trekgeeks.com slash listen. Trek Geeks. No one talks Trek like we do. That's so true. And of course, for all the news on all the Star Trek's, yo, please visit our great friends at treknews.net. For now, this has been episode number 306 of the Trek Geeks podcast. We do hope you all live long and prosper. The best weapon in Elite Farks is the ultimate coconut launcher. It's awesome. Check it out. Download it. You can make it your desktop picture. It's awesome. See, I would have thought, you know, the iMod was the big gun in that game. Mm-hmm. You could have called it the um, Infinity Farculator. 
Oh my goodness. The iFark? Like, that sounds like a bad word, actually. So The iFark? Yeah, I like that. I like that. That sounds like a new phone. Uh, I have no response to that. <laughs> Music for Trek Geeks is provided by Five Year Mission. They're writing an original song for each episode of Star Trek. Hear more of their music at fiveyearmission.net. Trek Geeks is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for calling the Trek Geeks hotline, Dan. My name is Bill. It's a pleasure to talk to you today. How are you? Can you? Ah, four lights. How many lights do you see, Dan? (laughs) I'm not sure. (laughs) Oh my God, why do we do this every time? Your call is important to us. And will is be it, answered in the order received. Is it though? Your wait time is 37 minutes. <laughs> that was good. Thank you. Good. So I, I called the Department of Massachusetts Unemployment Office today. Oh boy. And so, you know, because I, I, I had some questions for this form that they sent me. Um, and, and so I call the first time and, you know, it's, you got to go through the menus, right? Oh, yes. Press yep. one, press whatever. And so they say, uh, thank you for holding. Your wait time is 49 minutes. Oof. But we're unable to take any more calls at this time. So please call back later <laughs> when call volumes have subsided and then it hangs up on you. Oh, boy. So not only do you not get to wait in a queue at that point, it just hangs up and says, well, hey, you can just try again later. I tried it again about an hour later and the wait time was down to 37 minutes. I'm like, who are all these people who are stuck on hold mm. if I'm getting hung up on? Um, all the people so. that got laid off from our company because they suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, anyway. So, <laughs> so, yeah, that was foremost on my mind today. But bing bong. Bing bong, buddy. Bing bong. It's been a couple weeks and it's good to see you, man. It, it's been a month. It's been busy. It's been crazy, crazy busy. Yeah. So maybe for you, has it been, has it been a month? <laughs> My God, it doesn't feel like it, but yeah, maybe, maybe for you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You've had a lot of time on your hands. Yeah. 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 More, more so than normal. It's, that's it's, all right though. I've had the summer off. It's nice. But yeah. I wish we could all be like that, but get paid for it. <laughs> Technic- technically I did. That's true too. Yes, that is Severance. Yeah. Severance yeah. will do that. Yeah, that's um, right. But no, nah. but it's like, yeah, people go, what'd you do during your layoff? I'm like, Wow. Um, like some people took classes, some people you know, got certifications, some people took trips or, you know, went to a, you know, learn a foreign language. I'm like, mm. I um, watched a lot of TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you could go outside because it was frigging raining all the time. 
it rained practically the entire month of August. I can't wait to see the totals for the summer. It's it's got to be record breaker. Oh, well, question. Gotta. I mean, it's been absolutely crazy. I, I had to mow my jungle the other day. The I don't want to hear about your manscaping. Um, <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I I don't want to hear there was a drought again this year because there's no way. No, no, no mm-hmm. way. Nope. It was. It's been crazy. It's been crazy. It's been crazy. So, yeah. No, thanks for adding that value. I really appreciate. Well, that. it was a little line from vacation. That's all. Yeah, well, it was a, a riff on a line from vacation. Exactly. This is crazy. This, this is, is crazy. crazy. This is crazy. For all those times you've corrected me. You I'm glad you're doing it. I'm glad you're doing it. It's about time. Yeah, about time you stood up for yourself. It's only been <laughs> almost 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's all right. So That's have you right. been watching the the very short treks, the sort of animated things? Um, I watched the first two. Okay. And what was your opinion? Um, eh. I, I guess I'll use your phrase, meh. Um, the first one, eh, I, I, okay, aliens that look like butt heads actually made me think of the Telogians a little bit. Um, but the one that looked like a screw that was kind of, kind of dumb. Um, and the second one, I chuckled a bit when the guy, you know, half beamed in and then his whole like inside spilled out all over the transporter pad. I thought that was quite funny. Um, but I haven't been overly impressed with them. To be I'm going to go on the record and say they're garbage. <laughs> okay. I was just being polite, but I, I, that's fine. Yep. I haven't it's, watched the third one yet. I, I I got halfway through it. I shut it off. Really? And it's a very short trek and you only get halfway through. Wow. That's, yeah. That's yeah it's, it's, and this one's only like three minutes long. <sighs> wow. What it's is it called? A, Worst Contact, I think. Is Worst the name Contact. Of it? Okay. So Riker and Crusher. Mm-hmm. Make Which one? First- Beverly? Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. I would have said Wesley otherwise. Okay, yeah, true. Uh, beam down to a planet to establish first contact with this race that has just achieved warp drive. Okay, so kind of like first contact with the humans. Mm-hmm. You know, when the Vulcans, you know, landed, they beam in, and these people, uh, as a sign of respect, pick their nose before they shake people's hands. And so this person picks their nose, goes to shake Riker's hand. It's got a booger on it. Okay, and then they wipe the boogers on the walls. I'm like going. Yeah, no, I'm what done. The, what the hell? That is. Yeah. And these these are not canon, as declared by by Star Trek and CBS. So I'm not really spoiling them? anything, um, because that's, it doesn't matter. That's that's that sounds kind of stupid. Who's doing these now? Like the people who do Beavis and Butthead? No, it's some guy who I think has been involved with Adult Swim on Cartoon Network. I'm sorry, I just but it's just it's. I I haven't laughed at any of them. This one I just I shut off. How's the um cuz I don't go on very much anymore. How's the online reaction been? I don't really know. Oh, okay. All right. Um I just cared about how I reacted to it. Yeah. I'm sure there are a lot of people who think they're garbage. Um, uh, that's too bad. I mean, I'm sure wow. some people will love them. I mean that's always the the champion rule, right? You yeah. know, for everyone to love something or someone's going to hate it. Yep. But I have never really hated anything Star Trek has done before. Yeah. And I hate these. There's, there's one thing that I like in these. And and I said it the other day when Sue and I were watching um, Lower Decks, which has been fantastic so far this season. I'm, I'm, I'm an episode behind. But I love the new opening to the Star Trek shows. I love the music. I love the graphics. I like how it's whatever ship that show is on. 
um, doing the the shape of the delta and and the music. I really get a kick out of for the the short the the very short treks. It's the animated Enterprise with kind of like music that's kind of like been through a tape recorder too much and it's kind of wobbly and 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 varies up and down. I like that. I got a kick out of that. But that's 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 really the most positive thing I have to say about them that what I've seen so far. I appreciate the attention to detail and they're doing that. But that's the best part of these animated, very short tracks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I said this. What I said I, I love these, and and that whole the the fanfare with the music at the very end. I just absolutely love that. No matter which show it is, I hope they never get rid of that and continue to build on it with the different shows that are out there. These things aren't even on Paramount Plus; they're on YouTube. And on oh, the very media. short tracks. Yeah, oh my God, they're not so, even there. Okay. Yeah, they're not even. So that tells you, you know, th- their place in the world. Oh, so um, they, so it's basically like Prodigy then, jerks. <laughs> no, it's it's even lower because you can actually watch these things. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's that's too bad. Uh, I should I, say Prodigy's actually lower. Yeah, exactly. Uh, on their points yeah. list because you can actually yeah. watch these online. Uh, that's. I, so, I, I yeah, don't. I don't understand what juvenile writing. And I'm, you know, I apologize to the writers who think they got something good, but that's not Star I don't, Trek. I, I don't. I don't apologize. Um, I mean, I, I just don't like to be negative towards people, but that's kind of stupid. I, I don't either. But when you get something, it's so far off the mark. Now, there's hope for the next one, the fourth okay. one, because right. it's written by Aaron Waltke, who has written the best oh, yeah. episodes of Star Trek Prodigy. Yep. Yep. Um, so I have hope for that one. Good. I don't okay. expect it to be you know, very deep. I expect it to be humorous. Yeah. Um, but I also don't expect it to be booger humor. Right. I think of it, the reason why I hated the Orville was because it was basically just dick and fart jokes. Yeah. Yeah. And the family guy in space. Yeah. Worse, in my yeah. opinion, because yeah. they were trying to pass it off as, as somewhat serious. Right. Um, the reason why I can't stand these is because they're they're not great. Yeah. So I do like the fact that Ethan is doing Spock and that they brought Hammer back. I thought that was kind of cool that yeah. Bruce is doing the voice of Hammer, but um, I just, I haven't been super impressed. Like I said, I did chuckle with the, because I'm kind of, sick person when the guy beamed in and all of his intestines fell out. I thought that was kind of funny. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we got back, didn't live long. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) Fortunately. So, as you know. They're forming. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Anyway, um, as you know, because your wonderful wife was a volunteer, Susan and I had an absolute fantastic time with the pit pit bull poker ride this past weekend for the second chance ranch rescue oh very cool it was awesome we put about 150 miles on the bike it was absolutely perfect weather the weather could not have been any better it was the one day that it was just not a cloud in the sky there was no humidity low 70s great riding weather um and when we were at harley davidson we're kind of just by ourselves not sure what we're gonna be doing we're just gonna follow people and i noticed a guy up ahead of us who's got a nice bike and his license plate is NX01. And I went right up to him and I said, Star Trek Enterprise. And he went, yep. I said, okay, I'm riding with you. So rode, rode with him and his his group for the whole time. Had a fantastic time. Oh, it's a shame he couldn't like a real Star Trek show. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Other, I'm kidding. His, his other bike's license plate is NX02. Wow, so, so he's, he's really all in on this, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was great. We had a great conversation and uh, we had a fun time. It was great. That's cool. It's yeah. um it it's an annual event that the that the rescue does for you know as a fundraiser. It always winds up with some great turnout. Um, as we record this, what's today? Wednesday. Today is Wednesday. Yes. 
Friday night. I believe it's Friday night. You'll have to watch New Hampshire Chronicle on WMUR TV. Oh, oh, yes. It's this Friday. Thank you for letting me know. Yeah. Okay. That's at uh, nice. seven, 7 o'clock Eastern yep. on Channel 9. Looking, looking forward to it. You want to give everybody a little tease about it? Uh, I'm not in it at all. Uh, uh, no. Well, that's the good thing, but you know what it's about. Uh, yeah, it, they're doing a feature on on the ranch where it, we our dog Isabella was adopted from. Yeah, and they wanted to feature her as a as a our dog Isabella as a success story. Yeah, um, you know and how some of these dogs are misunderstood and um, get a bad rap and and all of those things. So um, my wife is did an amazing job in the interview. I was there. Um, you know, I'm sure I'm in some B roll that they shot. You know, mm-hmm. after the conversation, but my wife she. She nailed it. She um, did a great job advocating, you know, for 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 dogs, for the ranch, for yeah. You know, it, I I couldn't be more proud. Um, I can't wait to see it. I'll tell you what. There was a guy there who had two of the most gorgeous pit bulls I have ever seen. One of them was just a Hulk. The thing was so big and muscular, but the other one, a little bit smaller, he puts it in his backpack when they go riding, and he <laughs> sits in there with her. Arm, I've heard his of this arms. guy. On his shoulders, he's, he's got little goggles and everything. Yeah. It was it was so great. And they're the most friendly dog. That was great. I, I I said to Sue, I said, I could easily be talked into rescuing one of these. <laughs> yeah. And the, the conditions have to be, you know, perfect, right? And yeah. we just happened upon Isabella at the right time. Um, she is just, she's flourishing. She really is. Awesome. She's being, this week especially, I mean, you know, uh, she's never been an issue. She's mm-hmm. always, you know, taken to us immediately. But this week, especially, she has been my little cuddle bug. <laughs> you know, f- whether it's uh, at bedtime, first thing in the morning, during the day, just super extra affectionate. Did I lose uh, that title? No. <laughs> okay. Anyway, moving on. No. <laughs> no, that's good to hear. Although you drool more than she does. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> I'm trying to control that a little bit better. No, you're not. You're doing a poor job. <laughs> no, that's right. great. She's such a great. She's a great pup. So I'm. I'm. I'm we were glad to help out the uh, uh, Second Chance Ranch. Well, it looks you're you're pretty much you know in for next year too. So I am in for. We are in for next year. We've already said so. Yeah, uh, we'll be gone. So <laughs> well, I'll, I'll I'll put in a good word for you. Oh, of course you could volunteer. That's just me though. Uh, I'll be riding. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying. Why don't you care about the dogs, Dan? <laughs> you ready to do this? I am. Let's All go. Right. Sure. <laughs>